Bible characters, and part of the reason is because his life so challenges me. Um, and, and in Philippians chapter 4, he makes some statements in verse, beginning in verse 11. Not that I speak in regard to need, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am to be content. For I know how to be abased, and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things I have learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So he he says, I have been on both ends of the spectrum. I have abounded and I have been in great need. I, I have been full and I have been hungry. And you're familiar with the Apostle Paul's life. He was shipwrecked. There were many things that, that he experienced that we've never even come close to. And, and yet he is saying, I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. Now, there's a difference between acceptance and contentment. And um, in well, we want to we want to kind of clarify this difference. There there is a bad contentment that oh, I'm content with how I am. When Paul said, "I have learned to be content in whatever state I am." That isn't what he was referring to. He is saying, I have learned whatever God brings into my life to accept it. And, and most of you have lived long enough to know that there comes some unusual things in life. And there comes some difficult things in life that Humanly speaking, it's hard to accept. But I want to list some basic truths here tonight that would help us with that. And I believe these are things that Paul recognized so that he was able to say, I have learned in whatever condition I find myself. And we mentioned this morning, in prison and still was rejoicing. But number one, we need to realize everything happens for a purpose. I mean, everything, there's nothing that goes on and God says, oh, that's just extra. It it doesn't matter, but we had to have something to fill the time. I mean, maybe there are things that come into people's life that God is using to bring them to salvation. It may be something that he brings into our life um, to cleanse us from a sin or to um, prune us, to produce growth in our life, to build Christ-likeness in our life. He puts us in this trial to, to stretch our faith and strengthen our faith and to make the roots of our faith to go down deeper. He... Um, brings things into our life so that we would be more usable in someone else's life. 
we're, we're more empathetic to them because we've experienced a similar thing um, to, as we saw in Corinthians, the comfort that we received when we went through maybe a difficult situation that we're able to comfort others also. So God allows things into our life to make us uh, usable. There are things God brings into our life that he's doing to protect us. And and we think, why did God shut this door? And why did God do this? Um, there are things that God allows into our life to show us his power. And remember the story of the man that was born blind. Who sinned, this guy or his parents? And Jesus said, neither one of them. This happened so that I could show my power. There are things that that um, happen that we may not know the purpose for them. But God has a purpose. It isn't like, wow, that caught me off guard and I don't know what we're going to do with that. Let's just set it on the back burner. No, God never has that. Everything happens for a purpose. And secondly, we must accept God's dealings in our lives. Okay, we, we try, we seek to um, learn to discern God's purposes so we can cooperate in them. God, are you using this to chasten me? Well, we need to know that so that we can take care of what needs to be. Are there things that you're trying to teach me? I want to learn them. Are there, are there things that you want to change so that I can do it? Um, as we said, there are things that we don't know, or there are things that we can't change that you just have to accept. And, and it's, it's, God, I can't change this. I don't know why this is in my life. And many times in that situation, I never would have chosen this in a million years. But God, I receive it as from the Father's hands. Those are hard things. And we must realize that our acceptance depends on faith. And let me just mention some some faith pillars that in times of <clears throat> of life difficult times i can't imagine experiencing a fourth of what paul experienced and and not having my faith shaken you know what i'm saying to me he is a giant in the faith but there come times that there will be things that will shake us. And we have to come back, and it's in those times that we say, I don't know about this, but this is what I know about God. And we have to come back and not focus on the things we don't know, but this is what I know about God. And I'm just, I'm just going to give four quick things. Number one, we must have the faith that God never makes a mistake. It may scream a mistake to us, but we need to come back and say, God, Psalm 1830, you promised that you would never make a mistake. 
you are you are a holy God, you are a just God, you are perfect in all your ways, and by faith I believe that. We also need the faith to know that God knows me. I mean, realize Psalm 139, he designed us, he knew us from uh, before the worlds were formed, he, he knew us in our mother's womb, he knows intimately, he knows us. And he knows the situation we're in. And, and these difficult situations that come into our life in realizing, you know what? I'm not left here on my own. God knows. He knows my frame. He remembers that I am dust. He intimately knows me better than I know myself. And he knows every time I sit down and rise up, he understands my thoughts afar off. He knows how many hairs are on my head. He knows everything about me from the beginning of creation. And he knows me and I can trust him. Because he promised that he would make all things work together for good if we love him and are committed to his purposes. See, we know we know that verse. We know the reality of that. But there comes times in our lives that are dark enough that it's easy for us to, in a practical sense, forget that. And humanly speaking, we cannot see how anything good can come out of this. And that's where we have to go to the truth like Romans 8.28 and say, God, I cannot see this and I am coming to you and I am giving thanks that you are going to be able to make good come out of this and someday I can see that. And Paul, in all his situations, here he was in prison and he wrote to them, good is coming out of it. He already was seeing it because I'm able to preach the gospel in the Roman palace. I never would have got it here. But there are times that you can't see it, and by faith, we believe God. And also, by faith, we believe that it will be worth it when we see Jesus. Paul in Romans again said, We know that our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh in us a far more exceeding weight of glory. And in the moment, it doesn't seem light. But God is able to make all things work together for good. And as we've, we've sung, one glimpse of his dear face, all sorrow will erase. So bravely run the race till we see Christ. So, Acceptance depends on faith. What do I really believe about God? And many times difficulties come into our life to make us think about what do I really believe about God? And sometimes good times come into our life to make us think what do I really believe about God? Because he said, I have learned both how to abound 
And you know what? Sometimes we struggle more with abounding than we do in suffering need. Because why do I need God? We know we need Him, but we live like we don't. So acceptance depends on faith. And and honestly, the bottom line is acceptance is submission to the Lordship of Christ. Is He the Lord of our life or is He not? Acceptance is submission to God. Jesus Christ said, Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. Peter, the expert fisherman, when Jesus told him, Cast your nets on the other side, Peter said, We've been fishing all night, and we haven't caught anything. And then he caught himself. And he submitted, and he said, nevertheless, at your word. And there are times in our lives often that we need to catch ourselves, pull the reins, and say, we're saying, that doesn't make any sense. I've fished every area of this sea, and there's no fish tonight. But wait a minute. You said it. That settles it. I'll do it. And and that means that he is the Lord of our life. Jonah, it took three days in the belly of the whale before he submitted. And we get on Jonah's case. There's a lot of times that we don't get it done in three days. But it is. It's acceptance. Rather than, God, why did you allow this into my life? God, I don't understand. I wouldn't have wanted it, but I'm accepting. I have I have learned to be content in whatever condition you put me. And there comes some very difficult conditions. The question is not whether you will submit but when will you submit? Do you understand? We read this morning, the day is coming that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Everyone will submit to God. But our life will be so much, it will be so much more peaceful, we sang, it is well with my soul. When we submit to God and say, nevertheless, not my will. Failure to learn acceptance, learning to abound and suffer loss, learning these things leads to bitterness. It destroys our relationship with Christ and our relationship with others and just makes a mess of our life. And coming back and saying, God, I'm in need right now. It may be emotional need. It may be spiritual need. It may be physical need. But God, help me to honor you in the midst of it. I, I accept what you have put in my life, and I am learning to be content with this. But let me just quickly add... 
There are some things that we should not accept. We should not accept false teaching. And we've already looked at that in Galatians. Paul was very um, strong in his language. If any man teaches any other gospel, let them be condemned. Let them be accursed. That's why it, it's always so important that we be vigilant in the truth. Try the spirits to see if they are of God or not. <clears throat> and then we shouldn't be accepting of ungodliness. In, Matt, in Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 11, have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. For it is shameful even to speak of those things which are done by them in secret. <clears throat> Sin, I, I can remember my dad quoting this little poem. Sin is of such awful means that to be first seen, I can't remember it now, right? Um, in essence, it says, to be first seen is to be hated. But when seen too oft, we become familiar with its face. We first hate it, we become familiar with its face, and then we embrace it. And we are surrounded by sin. And we are filled with sin in our own heart. That it is easy for us to endure it, then embrace it. We first abhor it, then endure it, then embrace it. It came back to me. The, the, the ram is running slow, okay? And I know some of you are saying, just wait, it gets even slower, amen? To be hated... Then we endure it, then we embrace it. And you know, that is happening across the board in Christianity today. And it's not, it's not, well, we gotta accept it. No, this is, these, these are things that you cannot accept. And also, we cannot accept less than our best. Ecclesiastes 9 and verse 10, whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your might. Whatever you do, do it with, to the best of your ability. If it's, if it's cleaning the house or mowing the lawn or fixing a room or going to work or reading your Bible, whatever it is, we can't get content with, well, that's good enough. That's better than, than most people. We, we can't be content with making the team. We can't be content with a 500 record. We can't be content, some of you will get it, with seven wins, okay? You can't be content. Why? I can always be better. I can always do more. And, and once we get content where we are spiritually, you don't stay there, you slide downhill. 
And it's, and, and Paul said, I press toward the mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. His attitude was, I am not content where I am spiritually. There are things that we have to accept, but we can't accept less than our best. We have to keep saying, God, I am pressing on. And as we do, God will give us wisdom, and God's grace is so abundant in those dark days and and accepting uh, things that we don't understand. God is so gracious that his everlasting arms pick us up and carry us through things that we never could go through. And yet it comes down to coming under his lordship and saying, God, teach me to be content with this that you put in my life. If it's not sin, if it's not false doctrine, if it's something you can't change, God, here it is. And I am still going to love you with all my heart, and I am not going to let this rob me of my joy. I can remember vividly a time where I had to come to grips with this, uh, something that had come into to my life, and I thought, wait a minute, I cannot allow this to rob me of my joy of my relationship with Jesus Christ. What can separate me from the love of Christ? Can, and you name it, no, nothing can. So I need to rejoice in that, accept what God allowed, walk by faith that he is going to work, and press toward the mark. Heavenly Father, I pray that you would encourage each and every one of us tonight in our walk with you. Lord, thank you for Paul's example and and that he said, I've learned to be content in whatever you've brought into my life. Lord, help us to know what we are to accept and what we are not to accept. And Lord, I pray that you would truly give abundant grace. Lord, individuals that even tonight are bearing great burdens, I pray that they would know your presence, bearing them up with strength that is inexplainable apart from you. I pray that you would grant wisdom from above to each and every one of us, that we would know your will, and then that we would be strengthened in the inner man to do your will. And Lord, I pray that we would be continually pressing toward the mark of the prize of the high calling of you in Christ Jesus, and that you truly would be pleased as we submit and trust and draw near to you. We pray in Jesus' name with thanksgiving. Amen.